Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm Kennedy Hawk, one of your hosts, and we have a very small crew of hosts today, but we have one other very important host with us. We have Addercop. How's it going? But the physically largest other host. Maybe. I mean, we, haven't, we haven't tried to figure that out yet. That's... I... Mm, okay. Well, I think we have more than half of our total mass in hosts here for the listeners sake just so they know we're always bringing 51 percent. i'm pretty tall that's true yeah i'm i'm 712 book i'm not 712 but that would be really tall are you in the nba uh not anymore okay i retired from the nba to do a uh marvel champions podcast actually oh well they don't pay you enough no that's fine though it's a labor of love so what are we here to do? <laughs> well, today we're talking about a villain scenario pack that actually you'd think would require a lot of hosts because it's a villain that goes around and recruits lots of people. That's right. On the day of the Sinister Motives release, we are so close to being caught up that we're finally reviewing The Hood. So this is our The Hood episode, and we're going to go through all things from The Hood scenario pack, and then the next two to three episodes, depending on how much we babble, we will be talking all about Sinister Motives. So if you haven't picked it up yet, now is the time to pick it up, try out the heroes, try out the scenarios before we tell you what we think about them. That way you can have your own opinions and not just parrot whatever I say, because whatever I say is probably wrong. (laughs) All right. Before we get into the hood goodness, well, maybe we should we do the challenge at the end? The or like, if you will. But we do the challenge between the hood and the modular sets that come in his pack. Oh, I don't, I'm so excited. I've been waiting literal months. Do the challenge now? Literal months to do it. No, because I'll just keep talking forever and then we'll forget to do the hood. Okay. We'll so do we'll, it in the middle. We'll do it in no, the middle. No, let's, we'll do the whole hood and then I'll talk about the challenge. Okay, okay. Yeah, because as soon as I get started on this challenge, like I'm just going to want to talk about it forever. So, Just like the Hood, you blaze your own trail. I blaze, it's true. So the Hood is this guy that wears a hood, and that's about the gist of what I know about him. He's got guns. Um, that's not true. true. I read a lot about him in the Bendis New Avengers run, but I think you were going to give us a brief lore down on the Hood. Yeah, yeah, we can start there. Um, so your inclination to say that he does have guns is correct. He has guns. So the Hood um, is, in my opinion, a pretty cool villain. Um, He is a, or was a regular dude, just a a goon, basically, who got kind of lucky. And that's part of why I like the name, his name, the Hood. You know, the Hood is used to describe like nameless criminals. You know, just a bunch of hoods. Um, But he also literally wears a hood. Uh, so that just, that hits the notes for me. Um, also it's by, he was, a his original, like appearance, his original creation is credited to, um, Brian K. Vaughn, which, uh, we won't get super into him. Um, but he's written some pretty cool stuff. Um, as well as Kyle Hotz and Eric Powell, who wrote The Goon, which is one of my favorite comics. It is not a Marvel book, um, but it's fun. It's horror. Uh, Kyle Hotz and Eric Powell are two of the greatest creators, uh, modern comic creators in my opinion and uh i think you'd agree so the people that created the goon worked with brian k vaughn for the hood and created the hood who is a goon so try to keep it straight 
um, anyway, he runs into a demon. Uh, the demon's name is Nasanti. And he defeated the demon and took his clothes, basically, as you might do when you mug someone. Uh, he took his, he took his shoes, he took his his cape, and he put them on. And the hood miniseries is about him figuring out that, oh my god, I have demon powers now. Um, combined with his like criminal know how, he is basically a demonic kingpin. Um, except you know he's younger, he's a bit more like petty, he's less uh, metered, I guess you could say. Um. But he sort of functions as like a as like a like a halfway between, I guess, Kingpin and like a Doctor Strange, Baron Mordo kind of like mysticism dude. Um, like Kennedy mentioned, uh, he was prominent in New Avengers, and that run is primo, one of my favorite ones. Not often will I get excited about a uh, Brian Michael Bendis joint, but this time I am excited. If you're interested in the hood, check out his stuff in New Avengers. Uh, I don't have the issue numbers for you off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, he is he's a cool character. What I remember about him is that he can like teleport around and he would like teleport the villains in and out of different secret headquarters during that Bendis run. Um, and he was sort of like recruiting the underworld, if you will, like all the street level villains under one name. And that name was the hood. That's right. That's you got him like a hundred, like as far as characters go, he's pretty direct. Like he is a criminal. He got extra powers. He uses it to do criminals in a very extra way. And uh, that's kind of what's cool about the character is that it didn't change the scope of what he wanted to do, really. He's still just trying to get paid. But now he does it uh, with a little more oomph. Well, speaking of criminal, the hood has the criminal trait. So let's go over the hood scenario and then we'll see what happens next. Sure. So. The Hood is a scenario pack. It came out at the end of last year, sort of in the middle of the hero packs, but we wanted to get through all those fun hero cards first, and we wanted Addercop to be here to do the MCM challenge, so he yes. got delayed a little bit. Yes. But the Hood has multiple hooks. Two main hooks. So his first hook is the Hood scenario pack after you get through the main schemes. It's only got seven cards. Seven cards in the Hood scenario pretty small after you get past the main schemes but but did you know i i counted way wrong no it is it is just seven i feel better counting is um, the hardest of the number disciplines it's it's tough it's tough you know what i think he has more than seven and just all the cards aren't on hall of heroes <laughs> i should have gotten my physical cards out i'll i'm gonna go get them right now hold on thanks, thanks to the wonders of editing I'm just going to leave this in there. Authentic. People deserve to know. It makes us believable. And I'll, I'll ping them afterwards so they can add the last two cards. Because I'm like that. Cool. So, the hood has 16 cards total, but three of them are main skeed stages, and three of them are hood character cards. So that means there should be 10 cards, right? Because 16 minus 6 is 10. So I can do that math, at least. Um, and his main hook is that because his encounter deck is so small... For setup, you choose seven modular sets and set them aside. It says you may choose randomly, but I'm here to tell you the only way to play this is by choosing randomly. Because if the hood is about anything, it's about randomness. Sure. To start the game, you choose one of those random modular sets and shuffle it into the encounter deck. 
and that's really important. Um, and the way I have played this, the times that I have played the hood, are that I don't look at what modular set I'm shuffling in until I reveal one of the cards. That's when I get to see who the hood pops out through his He's... teleporting capabilities. His hood portal. Yes. Maybe through his foul play. So that's the one hook is that there's seven modular sets. So you're going to see all these crazy interactions that you wouldn't see anywhere else. If you want a T-Rex riding a goblin glider that's guarded by an armored guard, you can do that with the hood. You can't do that with most other people with their recommended or number of modular sets they include. So the other thing he does is he has this foul play ability. So the foul play ability on the level one version of the hood reads, discard the top card of the encounter deck. If that card does not belong to the hood encounter set, deal it to yourself as a face down encounter card. So basically, if it's a standard or one of the modular set cards, you're going to deal it to yourself. Um, and it doesn't tell you when that goes off. It's a special ability. But as you progress through the hood, it gets harder and harder to deal with that foul play. So the hood version 2 foul play is discard the top two cards of the encounter deck and deal the first card discarded this way that does not belong to the hood to yourself. And then if you brave the hood on expert, he has discard the top two cards and deal each card discarded this way that does not belong to the hood encounter set to yourself. So if there was a character that was defined by the keyword surge, it would be the hood because he just <laughs> deals you things. Um, so you might be wondering, well, you've only shuffled one modular set in and the standard set, how do these other modular sets get shuffled in? Well, as you progress through stages of the hood, again, stage one of the hood is pretty generic. One scheme, one attack, that foul playability and 14 health per player. Stage two, he goes up to two scheme, but has a when revealed ability, choose one set aside modular encounter set and shuffle it into the deck. And then another one at stage three. So if you start an expert, you're starting with two of those modular sets in there, which means foul play is going to go off a ton. He obviously goes up um, in hit points, and the jump from two to three, he goes up to three scheme and two attack. So he gains two scheme over his two level ups and one attack, which is pretty brutal. It's, it's a lot of a lot of stat jump in there. Um, for his schemes, you start in scheme one A, making connections. You set everything up. Flip it over to 1B where you're going to start the game, and it says the Hood is recruiting an army, convincing various villains that they are stronger together than they are apart. What a noble character. Ape together when... strong. Yes. <laughs> when revealed, each player must resolve the Hood's foul play ability. So right from the start of the game, everybody's going to try to do that foul play ability. So with the standard and like a seven-card modular set, you have a pretty good chance of finding a non-Hood card. But it's a little bit variable, right? If you... If you play this in four player and you find four hood cards with foul play, then you start just like in normal mode. But if you all find non-hood cards, then you start on heroic one, which is pretty brutal. <laughs> it's It pops at five threat per player, and then it goes to stage 2A, promised prosperity through hard work, determination, and a lot of illegal activity. The hood has expanded his empire, gathering a formidable force that threatens the safety of every citizen in New York. New York is a bad place to live in the Marvel U. Mm -hmm. or, revealed, in regular you. or in the regular you i don't know there might be people that listen to this that live there you shouldn't say that they should, should come find us and take my cloak and my boots they might be the hood they might be the hood uh when revealed choose one set aside modular set shuffle it to the encounter deck and place one acceleration token on the main scheme well that's fun so once it gets to five threat per player you're going to put that second modular set in or third one if you're starting an expert 
2B doesn't pop until 8 threat per player. It starts at 2 per player and it goes up by 1 per player. That's a lot of per players. When revealed, each player must resolve the Hood's Foul playability in order. For each player who was not dealt at least one face down encounter card, place two additional threat here. So it's going to start with a ton of threat, or again, just like surge you to heroic mode for a turn, which is super enjoyable. Just a sample, just a little taste. It's just a taste. I mean, he got that like goblet in his hand and the art for that card, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when he inevitably finishes stage 2B, you may as well scoop and just start over. No, most of the time you might need to do that, because it's going to get real bad here when we go to 3A. We are now living in a crime state. With a legion of villains at his side, the Hood has established a domain, a domain of depravity that even the strongest heroes would be wise to fear. I am one of the strongest heroes, and I am wise to fear, so it's true. When revealed, you're going to shuffle another modular set in, place another acceleration token on the main scheme, and resolve the Hood's foul playability all on 3A, which means they needed extra room on 3B to put more bad things. <laughs> so on 3B, uh, it's going to start at 3 threat per player and not, not end the game until 10 per player, but it has the forced response. After resolving step 1 of the villain phase, each player must resolve the Hood's foul playability. That means each player is probably, since there's three to five extra modular sets in the deck at this point. Every player's playing on Heroic. Potentially Heroic 2 if you're playing an Expert. Um, and it's just a race to get rid of him as fast as you can if you make it to this scheme. It's pretty brutal. As a villain should be. So you can imagine you're going to be seeing a lot of modular cards and not a ton of Hood cards, but the Hood cards that do come in are pretty nasty. There's an attachment that goes on him called Established Dominance. Um, it has a forced response that after he activates against you, you'll have to resolve foul, foul play. And to get rid of it, you have to jump to Alter Ego, place threat in the main scheme to discard the card. Um, he has it, the Hood's Mantle, which is not like his title. It is Armor. So I think this is actually the Hood of the Hood. You attach it to the Hood, and then the Hood gains Retaliate 1 and Steady, which means it takes two statuses to stop him. And you have to spend one of each type to discard it from his person. We have the Hood's Pistol attached to the Hood, spend some resources to discard it, gives him plus one, plus one, comes out on reveal, typical villain weapon sort of stuff. We have Madame Mask, who is a criminal and master of evil traded minion with one scheme and two attack. She has guard and when revealed, resolve the Hood's foul playability, and when defeated, the defeating player will also resolve the Hood's foul playability. Pretty brutal. Um, and basically just a bunch of more things that resolve the foul playability. There's a side scheme that does it. Um, there's a sort of like an extra activation card. If you're an alter ego, he schemes. If you're in hero, he attacks that does it. And there's even a um, treachery called field recruitment that's choose one of those set aside modular sets and shuffle it into the deck and resolve the hood's foul playability. So you can actually run out of set aside modular sets if you draw this enough. Oh, no, because you removed this card from the game. I should have read the whole text. I forgot about that part. So I never read the whole text. Uh, when revealed, choose one set-aside modular encounter set at random, then shuffle it into the encounter deck, resolve the Hood's Foul Playability, and remove this card from the game. So you're only going to resolve that once, but it means you could get the two from Hood 2 and 3. You could get the three from the three schemes. You could get one from Field Recruitment and shuffle six of those in. Um, it's pretty... Living the dream. Pretty gnarly. And Living the dream. Yeah, You're going to get a ton of 
cards is basically what you're going to see. Yep. He's been a busy guy. Hard work, determination. You read it in the, uh, in the scenario cards, or in the, uh, the main scheme cards. Hard work and determination. And uh, yeah, there it is. So what has your experience been like playing the hood? Um, I've had mostly good experiences. Um, oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had mostly good experiences with it. Um, the first couple times I played it, uh, we played it incorrectly. And uh, how did we? Oh, we ended up with a ton of extra cards because we read something incorrectly. Um, and then we played it a second time correctly, and we ended up with a ton of extra cards anyway. Um, but I, the, because of how similar those two experiences were, I don't actually remember how we did it wrong or how we ended up with extra cards because mechanically, um, (laughs) we were punished the same way. (laughs) I did it incorrectly one time thinking that it was, if you reveal a hood encounter card, then you deal it to yourself, but not if it's a modular one. And it was strikingly more balanced, but it also was a bit unfortunate that as the heroes got stronger, the villain like gets weaker as like more things get shuffled in. It's less likely to go off. So right. it, it didn't quite give me the solution I was looking for. Right. Um, but uh, in general, I played it in, in two and three players and had a mostly good time with it. Like, you know, as far as win and loss goes, I think it's maybe like 50-50, um, maybe even skewed a little bit less than that. But I haven't had a whole lot of like feel bad um losses to it where it's been you know it's been kind of close it's been all right um and i've i mean i've mostly played um trying to think of who we had we played with scarlet witch captain america venom like a lot of the you know a lot of the best (laughs) the best heroes so that probably influenced the experience um i haven't taken hulk against him Uh, you should do it for fun on live stream (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe i'll do that but uh, I yeah, I haven't played Hulk. I haven't played. Um... Oh, I have played War Machine against him actually. Um, but also, War Machine's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah I, in gen- he's not he's not the first villain that I go for. But I've had a good experience. Um, what what about you? I do like the cool combos you can get with the hood. So I'll say that I like mixing the modular sets that normally don't get mixed together. It seems like something the hood would do as he's rounding people up. But my least favorite part of the hood is set up and tear down. Like, picking those seven random modulars from my collection is always a pain, because they're all sorted, so it's not really random unless I, like, use a randomizer. And then unsorting them all at the end is a big pain in the butt. So he's, like, he's the villain we'll end the night with. We know we're going to lose, probably, because we always lose against the hood. and Or we try to rush him, one of the two. And no one wants to set up and tear down, so we just leave it on the table until tomorrow morning. And then worry that's... about it the next day, maybe... separating all those modular sets back out. <laughs> maybe that's that's part of my like experience with the hood is my playstyle. Um, I am constantly trying to rush things down. Like that is I I set up and okay, we're we're there's a bell that rings and <laughs> I just try to fight him. That's that's what I like doing. That's how I like playing it. I've said it a million times. So maybe that that reflects my experience. It reflects in my experience with the hood. Yeah, there's a couple of ways you can play Marvel Champions, right? You can try to control the villain and stabilize the board every turn. This is how I like to think about it, at least. You can try to control the villain and remove all the threats that are coming out, and then only push damage onto the villain when all the threats are removed. If you play that way, the hood is going to roll over your face, and that's the way I usually play. You can 
rush the villain and like every time a threat comes out, say, I can ignore that and just go for the face if you can. And that's probably going to be pretty successful for the hood because he's only got like 30 hit points in solo for standard. You can crush through 30 hit points pretty fast and just take some punches to the face along the way, especially if you're being a little bit tricky with allies and flipping at the right time. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened with uh, my runs against Cap for the most part, because a couple of timely um, shield blocks and yeah. you're, you're pretty home free or like with Venom with the, uh, the grasping tendrils. Yep, something that cancels the whole activation and all the damage. Yeah, that's that also. I, I'm starting to figure out why my why my experience with the hood is is so so different than everyone else's. <laughs> I've had really good luck defeating the hood using a more tempo playstyle, which in my mind is a split of the two. Um, so what I think of as tempo is with with control, I'm always removing every threat, even if the threat's not a problem. I want it off the board because it could combo into something else. And with Rush, I'm always trying to ignore every threat. Unless it's a guard minion that's in my way, I'm probably ignoring it. And you go through it. But with Tempo, every time a threat comes out, I have to think to myself, like, is this worth removing? Or am I better off pushing a little bit of, like, clock onto the villain and getting rid of damage, not slowly over time, but, like, you take that calculated risk every time a threat comes out. So it requires a lot more decision-making. Like, if a minion comes out, normally you try to remove it so you don't take extra damage. But instead, Temple might say, well, I'm going to play Spider-Girl, and now I can sit in hero form for one turn, flip to Alter Ego form for one turn, and now I've got three turns to worry about that minion, and I can push towards my victory condition that way. Because as soon as you are close on your victory condition and you see in your hand that you can end the game, then you do with Tempo. Um, so I think that Temple is a really good setup with him because you are going to get a lot of threats. So if you try to control them all, it's going to be impossible. And depending on what random mods come out, you might get a ton of guard minions that just slow you down, especially in solo. So you can't you can't ignore everything. Um, but Tempo, kind of that middle ground, has worked really well for me. Yeah, I think I think in general that's the approach that people are going to take. Just you know, going straight into a into a, a scenario, but. You're absolutely right about the differences in the modular sets. Uh, I think one of our one of our losses involved a uh, turn one, um, one way or another, not one way or another, um, defender of the nine realms, and uh, one of our modules was um, wrecking group. So that's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. That was a uh, we weren't really in a position to deal with uh, a massive minion, and uh, the the two cards didn't feel that good. I'll be honest. <laughs> pretty brutal pretty, pretty brutal. brutal we had a player get eliminated turn one once using the Mr. Hyde set and more than any other encounter set I think this entire encounter is dependent on what modulars you mix in and luckily for this scenario pack it comes with a ton of cool modulars ranging from like super easy and casual to insanely difficult and tear inducing so should we go through the modules and give like should we back go back and forth and give descriptions of them um yeah yeah we can do that uh the... do you want me to start i can start hey, can so start there's with... a new standard okay. module called standard two that's all i'm going to say about it so you can go next all right cool so um i'm gonna st i'll start at the top because i've had this this joke queued up so i'm gonna go ahead and go for it um the first module is only four cards, and it is the Beastie Boys. It does not ask you for any action from the back section, um, but 
they are triple trouble. So I'm super happy with myself now that I've said it. It's like I'm getting all these hood jokes out of my system that have been floating around for what feel like months because I think it was months. Yeah, I'm just sad that the mandrel isn't wearing any brass. I'm just saying. The, the what? Brass monkey? Oh, man. How did I? How did I? Man, put, remove, that in, it, yeah. remove that in post. Okay. Tell remove us about the Beastie Boys modular set in the real world. And by the real world, I mean Marvel Champions world. What's it all okay. about? Okay. Um, so the Beastie Boys module set, modular set, um, comes with a side scheme. It is beast mode, uh, in which Griffin asserts that the only good superhero is a dead one. Interesting. Uh, it's got a forced interrupt. When a stunned or confused friendly character would take any amount of damage, increase that amount by one. Whoa. So just don't get stunned or confused. No problem. Just, just don't get stunned or confused, obviously. Uh, it's got three threat per player. It's also got uh, three boost icons, so it hits pretty hard. And speaking of hits pretty hard, um, we've got Griffin. Griffin is a minion. He's got one scheme, three attack, seven health with the brute. And that is a beastie boy. That is one. Three attack and seven health. Wow. Cert certified beastie boy. Um, I haven't seen these since we left uh, Jormung yonder. Uh, so he has the brute crickets, and <laughs> He has the Brute and Masters of Evil keyword. He also has Quick Strike, so, you know, that three is going to work, like, right away. Uh, he also has a Forced Response. After he attacks and damages a character, stun that character. Uh, when defeated, if there is a stunned, friendly character in play, shuffle Griffin into the encounter deck. Pretty pretty brutal. He's also got two boost icons. Uh, so he's mean. I uh, love him, by the way, because the art is like basically a Snickers commercial. Or it's me when I'm walking down the street and I see an empanada food truck. He's just like so mad that he's shoving the food truck food into his mouth. And I feel like he's going to turn into like a little old lady after he eats this food and has a Snickers. He's just angry. That's it. Are you, are you saying that he's not him when he's hungry? Yes. Okay. Well, we, we can't say that legally. We're not, we're not sponsored by them yet. Okay. Snickers, if you're listening. Um, so... Griffin's art is cool. Um, there's also police involved that he's he's eating the empanadas there. Uh, um, and the police are going to attempt to stop him, but they're probably going to get stunned um, from Quick Strike. Second, my favorite Beastie Boy, uh, Mandrill. He's got two scheme, two attack, six, um, six health. He has Brute and Crossfire's crew. Gotta love, I love narrow keywords. Uh, Mandrill gains Retaliate X, where X is equal to the number of confused characters in play. Uh, when revealed, confuse each character you control. And he's also got two boost icons. Um, he is a giant screaming monkey in a cape, and there is nothing else for me to elaborate on on his character. Uh, so yes, he is extremely confusing. These characters actually work together a lot in the comics. Like, why is one a Masters of Evil and one a Crossfire's crew? Is this like a villain team-up thing? A lot. I would use loosely, which is to say I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but they are villains who consistently show up in the background. I honestly like, so take your, take your favorite book. So you mentioned New Avengers earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so New Avengers has the, the, raft, break, the raft breakout. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where it all starts. If you go and you look at New Avengers 
and you look in the background of all the villains escaping, you will find at least two of the three Beastie Boys here. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. For some it. reason, I thought Mandrill was from that Marvel Apes like alternate universe crossover thing, but I don't think he is. I think he's I, a real character. I he is <laughs> he is a real character. Um, they don't talk about Marvel Apes. Um, it's over. And, okay. And that's yeah, that's it. Um, I'm double checking them myself. Is happening here. What is happening here? There we go. Sorry. Um. Anyway, the last the last card in the set is Double Trouble, the treachery. I I think I just said two of the three Beastie Boys. I was confusing them for a third. There's a third character who I thought was a Beastie Boy. It's not. It's just Griffin and Mandrill. Um. You will find at least one of them in the background of any jailbreak scene, ever. I can think of. A Thunderbolts with Mandrill in the background. Oh, I'm thinking of Manvil. I thought Manvil was a Beastie Boy as well. He's not. Or for some reason, he's not. Anyway, Double Trouble. It's a treachery. When revealed, stun a character you control. Confuse a character you control. With a boost, resolve this card's when revealed. So if it shows up, if it turns face up, be, be prepared. Not fun. Not fun. I mean, fun, but not fun to be confused and stunned. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is a cool module. Like, it's as as somebody who goes who spends a lot of his time attempting to stun the villain um i get it i get why they would want to do this back to me i think this is a pretty strong mod too i mean it's very small um so it's it's not too bad if it's your first one shuffled in with mm -hmm. the hood but it has a high boost icon count or bad boost abilities yeah yeah, I agree with minions that. and status is thrown on you. Nothing bad with this modular set. Nothing easy with this modular set. No, but I, th I think it's fun. I think it's good. Um, and I just, I'm glad that they're here, honestly. All right. Well, this next pair of fiends, I am glad are here. And it is the Brothers Grimm. It's a five-card modular set. I won't read everything that happens in this modular set, but I'll give you an overview. The other Brothers Grimm are a one-scheme, one-attack, eight health minion, Masters of Evil traded, and Mystic traded. When Brothers Grimm activates against you, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until an attachment is discarded and reveal that card. Really painful. Um, because they come with four attachments, and each of these attachments does something nasty, and all of them start with attach to a Mystic minion if you cannot attach to the villain. So none of them are going away, and they're usually going on to the Brothers Grimm, and your only way to really avoid bad things happening is to defeat them before they activate. So when the Brothers Grimm activates, they'll go fish one of these up usually, or the Hood's guns or whatever, but they'll attach one of these items to themselves, and then you've got to get rid of them in one turn before it goes off. So all four of these attachments also have a forced response. After the attached enemy activates against you, discard this card, and then do some bad effect. So one of them is discard a random card from your hand and then deal yourself another encounter card. One of them is take three indirect damage and then deal yourself an encounter card. Stun your identity stun your identity, and deal yourself an encounter card or choose and discard an ally supporter upgrade and deal yourself an encounter card. So basically none of them have surge, but really all of them have surge. Because if you let them go off, you're getting another encounter card. Um, none of them boost their stats or anything like that. So they're really just kind of like delayed effects. Um, and the best thing for you, to happen to you is for them to get attached to a mystic minion so you can get rid of them before they go off. But when they get stuck on the villain, it can become even more snowball-y, especially in the hood, because a lot of extra cards are coming out. Um, 
these remind me a lot of some of the effects that happen in the Badoon Headhunter from Galaxy's Most Wanted. But all of those surge right away and the effects happen right away. Here there's like a delayed turn. So you can kind of prepare for it. You know if they're going to discard an ally or upgrade and you have a really important upgrade, then you can keep an ally alive so that it doesn't hurt you as much. Um, and I really appreciate that. I liked the Badoon Headhunter, but I hate shuffling him in as a modular set because everything and its mother has surge and I don't appreciate that. And here it's sort of like a delayed surge, which I like a little bit better. So I'm I'm happy with this mod set. It's a really tough one. I think a lot of people underrate it. Because of all that surge, it can get really nasty really fast. Um, but I think it's a pretty fun modular set. So I like the Brothers Grimm. I like it too. Um, it's also like if you said, hey, Shane, can you guess which villains you will see here? I would not have guessed Brothers Grimm. They are weird characters from the 80s that came back and were also like background villains. And here we are seeing them get cards printed with them. It's it's kind of crazy. I can't think of any other Marvel game that they're a part of. I should read the name of their attachments. Blackbird Pellets, Corrosive Egg Bombs, Paralytic Stardust, and Unbreakable Thread. And I can't tell in the Blackbird Pellets if he's throwing pellets that turn into blackbirds or if he's throwing rocks at blackbirds and then they're attacking you as a character. But it's one of the two, and either way, it's horrifying. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty true. But um, that keep you up at night. Blackbirds stealing cards from your hand randomly. I think Paralytic Stardust is the name of, of my favorite energy drinks, so... I thought it was a Beastie Boy song, honestly. No, we're past those jokes. We're not doing those anymore. Oh, okay. Um, moving oh, on. Crying, yeah, moving on. Uh, another small one. Sure. I'll take this one if you'd like. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is exactly who you think he is. Um, do you want to just keep doing like the short, short, shortened versions of them? Yeah, let's let's do the shorter ones so we don't dwindle for too long. Because we okay. want to give you time to rattle off about your challenge at the end, right? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, all right, so three, two, one. Uh, so Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is one of the other... Uh, sets that I was super excited about. Mr. Hyde was a Thunderbolt, um, and that is that's cool. That's all it takes for me, honestly. Um, he has his um, his side scheme that finds the main minion, and uh, yeah, self experimentation when revealed. Search the encounter deck and discard pile for Mr. Hyde. Put him into play. So you can't get lucky and have Mr. Hyde go away. You will find him. Um, when a brute enemy would take any amount of damage, remove that much threat from the scheme instead, which is pretty cool um, mechanically, but can be pretty brutal. Um, so there's uh, there's two minions. There's Calvin Zabo, and there's Mr. Hyde. Uh, they spoilers. They're the same guy. Um, Gasp. Yeah, Calvin Zabo is the. Um, is Mr. Hyde. Uh, that's why Galvin Zabo says when Mr. Hyde is in play, or if he's in play, when he's revealed, discard him and power him up. Uh, when he's when Zabo is defeated, go find Mr. Hyde and put him into play. So you really can't get rid of him. Uh, Mr. Hyde himself is pretty much a beater. Um, he's got one scheme three attack, ten health, brute, elite, masters of evil, and if I were in charge, Thunderbolts. 
when revealed, um, he replaces Calvin Zabo. Uh, and if he does, he also gets a tough status token and he deals one damage to all heroes and allies in play, which is pretty insane. He, like, he, I mean, you can just reveal him and he's scary, or you can reveal him and just landslide all these effects and he will <laughs> make a splash, I guess you could say. Um, lastly, he has a treachery that powers him up. Um, if it's if it's Zabo, he gets plus three scheme and then takes four damage. If Hyde is in play, he gets a tough status. Uh, if neither's in play, surge. But uh, the Zabo one is super scary because he gets schemier and gets closer to being replaced with Mr. Hyde. So thematically, I really like this one. Um, obviously, that's like the biggest selling point for me is is the modular true to theme. And uh, this one is. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I uh, this was one of the ones that led to a turn one kill of a character in our game because I think everybody had to do follow play and we all got an extra card. And player one revealed Mr. Hyde and then player two revealed Calvin Zabo. So Mr. Hyde attacked him with five damage and he had already defended. We had all defended. So he just had to take five to face. And then his second card was the Hood's extra activation. And he just... That poor character took like 11 to face round one, and it was our first time playing the hood, and we were like, cool, this is fun. Good I experience. Like I like it. Can't wait to play it again. Um, so needless to say, next time we did not shuffle Mr. Hyden first, and it went a little bit better. Right. Pretty reasonable. I like the theme. I love the theme. I think it's cool. I like all the cards like bouncing in and out and doing all the Mr. Hyde things they're supposed to be doing. That's, like I said, that's all it takes for me. I will I will sign off on anything that I feel like is doing the characters justice, and this one definitely does it. I will do the next set, but I feel bad because I know you really want to do it. But there's another set after this that you get to do, so it's okay. Yeah, I can't do them all. The next set is the Wrecking Crew. We've all been asking for a Wrecking Crew modular ever since the Scenario Pack came out modular list, and we finally got it. So there's a side scheme top talent. Um, it's going to give the villain and each elite minion retaliate one while it's out in play, and it comes in at a whopping five threat in solo, um, three plus hinder two per player. Really brutal. Um, you can imagine that all four Wrecking Crew members are brute and elite minions. So the Wrecker is a 2-2 with eight health and three boost icons. He has villainous, and just like their villain counterparts they have similar abilities so while a wrecker is attacking he gets plus two attack if the attack is undefended so you need to chump or defend or he's hitting you for four we've got the bulldozer who's a one scheme three attack seven health brute elite with villainous and overkill we've got pile driver with villainous and retaliate one thunderball with three scheme one attack villainous and after he attacks you, deal one damage to each character you control. So just like their villain counterparts, I really love how they got that to work out. Made me really happy. Um, we go a little bit more into the brute and elite traits in this modular set, which I really like. So there's combined effort. When revealed, each elite minion in play activates against the player it is engaged with. If no minion activates this way, this card gains surge. Um, so it's only going to activate extra minions, kind of like a wimpy gang up. But the problem with that is if you if you have an elite minion on the board and you haven't removed it, especially in solo, that means you're already in trouble. And and now that elite minion is activating against you extra, so it's a little bit painful. Um, that one's got a really cool boost ability. For each elite minion in play, this card gets plus one boost icon. 
uh, for this activation. So one plus one for each elite minion. I really like the elite minion focus here. There's been elite on seemingly random minions, like why wasn't Scorpion from a mess of things elite? Because he's sad, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but now you really have to pay attention when this modular set is mixed in to being like, I need to eliminate elite threats first because they cause problems. On top of that, we have magic muscles. When revealed, treachery card, give each brute enemy in play a tough status card. If no tough status card was given this way, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a brute minion is discarded. Reveal that minion. Awesome. I love the addition of this new, like, trait. So, because of that, we should probably say, like, what characters in Marvel Champions have the brute trait, right? Like, do you have any idea how many characters have the brute trait? Um, I would guess. Oh, brute. Okay, does a brute enemy? I was gonna say. Well, you know, I know a certain big green brute, but um, abomination. Uh, abomination's definitely a brute, right? Shockingly, abomination is not a brute, and that's sad. I'm done. Well, Griffin and Mandrill were from BC Boys, which right. is always cool. Um, there's some from an upcoming set. But She-Hulk's nemesis, Titania, has the brute trait. Yotat the Destroyer, um, who is Drax's nemesis, has the brute trait. Oops. Scorpion. Um, well, not the Scorpion I'm thinking of. Never mind. Remove that. Um, and Absorbing Man and Rhino have the brute trait. So you can be giving Rhino a tough card if he's busting out of prison or busted into a shield facility with the Wrecking Crew, which seems super on theme for the Wrecking Crew, so I love it. Definitely. Alright, moving on. Very hard set. Very difficult set. When one of those minions comes out, like they don't have guard, but they basically have guard, because if you leave them out, they're gonna kill you. So that's and that's you know that's what we really want, honestly. We want that feeling of urgency. Um so we're moving on to what I think is is like the greatest one. Uh, the Sinister Syndicate. And not just the Sinister Syndicate, the Sinister Syndicate from, well, mostly from the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. So all of the, the hits are here. Um, we have Beetle 2, although it just says Beetle. Uh, we have Boomer, my favorite, Boomerang. Uh, Shocker, uh, Speed Demon. Also Thunderbolt, uh, White Rabbit, and uh, they've got a side scheme. They've got a uh, treachery. We'll just run through them real quick. Uh, Crime pays is a um, side scheme with uh, acceleration. When it comes into play, uh, search for a criminal minion and put it into play. Engage with you. So you know, similar to the brood stuff we were just talking about. Uh, we've got Beetle, who is the apparently the brains of the operation, uh, according to her with one scheme and two attack. Um, after she attacks and damages you, discard the lowest cost upgrade you control. So if she steals your stuff, her boost is similar. Except you you choose to discard any upgrade you control, not not the lowest cost. Um, pretty cool. I like that a lot. Uh, Boomerang, the real brains of the operation, with two scheme and one attack. Uh, force response, after uh, Boomerang attacks you, deal one damage to each ally you control because he's throwing a Boomerang using the Mega Man School of Thought. Uh, boost, deal two damage to an ally you control. Pretty cool, pretty straightforward. I like to see Boomer doing stuff. Um, actually, if you look at his art, you see he's this is the Thunderbolts era Boomerang because he's wearing his um, Bolts bell buckle. 
Um, Are you worried that since they don't have that as a trait, that means we're never going to get Thunderbolts? No, I'm just pointing it out because uh, here I am. Okay. I just like like pointing things out. That's what got me here. Um, We've got Shocker, who is certainly not the brains of the operation. Uh, With one scheme and two attack, force response after he uh, is attacked, stun the attacking character. So hopefully he and the um, Beastie Boys don't team up too much against you. Uh, Boost, stun the character you control with the highest attack value, which is pretty pretty mean. Um, Or can be, at least. Uh, We've got Speed Demon with one scheme and two attack. Uh, he's got a force to interrupt when he when a character attacks Speed Demon. Speed Demon attacks that character. Resolves Speed Demon's attack first. Um, I I love that mechanic a lot because Speed Demon is a jerk. Speed Demon is not a cool guy. He is specialized in being just a jerk. Uh, he is the worst Thunderbolt of all time, and uh, he is not a team player. So they got him. Dead on. This this one is perfect. So he'll just wait for you to do something, then he'll pop you in the nose. And you know he's not like super strong or anything, so it's probably not enough to stop you, but enough to make you kind of angry. Um, we've also got White Rabbit with two scheme and two attack, uh, force interrupt. When she attacks you, discard a card at random from your hand, which is a very direct effect, but like so painful, so painful. Uh. Lastly, the Treachery Sinister Onslaught, which is kind of a strong name, these guys. Um, It does show them all working together, which is kind of cool. When revealed, if you're in Alter Ego, each criminal in play schemes. Uh, If you're a hero, each criminal in play, surprise, attacks you. Uh, If you can't do... If if no no scheming or no attacking is done, then it searches. So pretty simple, pretty cool set. I like it a lot. Uh, None of them are that big. It's a bunch of like medium range, low damage villains that are just kind of annoying, and that's pretty much what who they are. <laughs> so I love that they included White Rabbit. I, it's so he, ridiculous that I'm happy. I'm not even familiar with White Rabbit. I don't remember White Rabbit. I don't either, but I think it's just Insano, so I'm happy that they Man. dug that deep. It's yeah, it's possible that I just overlooked it. So if somebody wants to inform me on White Rabbit, please. Or, or why White Rabbit is your favorite? Please let me know. Similar to my my Adam Warlock request. Still unanswered. Just saying. Just give me the answer. Still unanswered. Yeah, still unanswered. We haven't received any any correspondence. That might mean we don't have any listeners, but I'm not sure. No, your your mom just doesn't oh yeah, have Adam Warlock. But she's not a Warlock fan, so right. We knew that though. So all right, moving on. A set that I am super pumped about: Crossfire's Crew. No way. I love it. I mean, I hate it. I hate everything about Crossfire. He's a jerk. Totally a jerk. There we go. What's really important is that this is just more Hawkeye love from the developers. Or Hawkeye hate. But either way, I'm going to take it as Hawkeye highlighting. So we've got a side scheme out for blood. This side scheme is disgustingly nasty. Two threat per player with a hazard symbol. When revealed, deal one damage to the friendliest character with the fewest remaining hit points. If that character... Did you say to the friendliest character? I may have. How do we deal one damage to the friendly character with the fewest remaining hit points? Hopefully (laughs) they are the friendliest. If that character is defeated this way, repeat this effect. I've seen this wipe out entire tables of allies. So rough. 
and it comes out on boost, or you resolve the when revealed on boost. So if you have a table with like four players and they each have like two allies with one hit point out, this comes out and it just pings them off one at a time and it punches one hero in the face at the end. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, and it's got a hazard icon, so you can't even ignore it. It's like a treachery and a side scheme. Obnoxious. We have Controller, a two scheme, one attack, five health minion, Brute, and Crossfire Screw. When Controller's attack would deal any amount of damage to a character, increase that amount by that character's attack. So he's like mind controlling you, kind of. He's the Controller, after all. I, I figured he's the Controller type. We have the Corruptor, one scheme, two attack, four health. When revealed, exhaust each ally you control. Place one threat in the main scheme for each ally exhausted this way. I've had this hit me in leadership when I had six allies in play. And that's just like two advances to your face and a minion to deal with on top of that, which is fun. Right Crossfire. This guy was also a part of our murdering of a character in round one. Um, I think the third player somehow drew Crossfire or something like that. Maybe it was round two. But he's a two scheme, two attack, four health minion with quick strike. When crossfire attacks, he attacks the friendly character with the fewest remaining hit points. That attack gains overkill and ranged. So he is going to snipe someone when he arrives. And then if you leave him out, he's just going to keep sniping people. You have to be so careful with him because I have heard for my entire life that you'll get caught up in the crossfire, crossfire, crossfire. Oh, we were done with those jokes. No, no, we were done with the BC Boys jokes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Different genre. Different, whole different set of jokes. Well, maybe you have a joke about Mr. Fear. I'm not very afraid of his stats. They're just 1-1 one, one with 5 health. But as an additional cost, the engaged player takes to ready a hero or ally they control. That player must spend a mental resource. So he is freezing you in exhausted fear. No, he, he's, he's scaring you. Yes. You're scared. I'm scared. <laughs> well, you should have saved your joke because the treachery is actually named Caught in the Crossfire. When revealed, discard the top card of the encounter deck until a Crossfire Crew's minion Crossfire's Crew minion is discarded. Reveal that minion, take indirect damage equal to the number of Crossfire's Crew minions in play. So all those other characters like Mandrill and stuff that had Crossfire's Crew um, now get a little combo modular set to combo with. And I love it. Crossfire's got a posse. You can end up with two copies of Crossfire in the deck when you're playing as Hawkeye, and they are painful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose they would be. <laughs> Who's left? What do we have left? Ransacked Armory? Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, Ransacked Armory is pretty cool, actually. I, I, I like playing against Crossbones, so I must like this. Um, it's got everything that any good armory should have. We've got a flamethrower. We've got a hollow shield generator. We have, of course, a jetpack because it is the year 2022 and we were promised jetpacks, but this isn't probably what we expected. Um, there's also the tech gauntlets. And you know him, you love him, the armored guard. Because who would leave their uh, ransacked armory unguarded? And it's, uh, it's multiple copies of him, right? I believe it's... Is it three copies of him? Uh, which one? Of Armored Guard? Or am I mis misspeaking here? Um, I believe it is three copies of him, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounded right in my head, and then I said it, and then 
I second guess myself, but we got it. Cool, we're good. We got there. Uh, so, flamethrower attached to the minion with the most remaining hit points. Um, if you cannot search the encounter deck and discard pile for a minion, put it into play, engage with you. It gives that minion plus three attack, and uh, the attacks deal indirect damage, which is brutal. Um, this flamethrower is better at recruiting minions than the hood. I'm just saying. Just teleports man. a minion out of nowhere. That's true. That's like, man. Um, the generator does the, the same thing. It goes and finds somebody. Uh, it gives them plus four hit points and retaliate too. I like both of those. I think that they're really cool and that that's that should be the design going forward. Um, the jetpack says if it can't attach, it gains surge. Um, forced interrupt when attached minion would take any amount of damage from an attack. Discard the top card of the encounter deck. Reduce damage uh, from the attack by the number of boost icons discarded this way. Um, so a couple things here. I like the consistency in if you fly, you take less damage that we've also seen with uh, jet boots. <laughs> um, and also, this stays in play. So that can be pretty annoying. Uh, lastly, we have tech gauntlets, which does the same thing. If it doesn't hit a minion, it gains surge. They get plus three hit points. They also get plus one attack, and they gain overkill, which is pretty rough. And then armored guard. You know Armored Guard. Uh, he's got Guard. He's got Toughness. He's annoying. He has one attack, and he has three HP, right? Pretty pretty standard stuff. Standard annoyingness. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is a cool one. I Like like I said, I like playing against Crossbones. I like playing against Arnim Zola. Um, because apparently there's just something wrong with me. So this falls into both of those, I think. Um, pretty pretty well. I like I like it thematically with Crossbones, and I like it in a challenging way with Arnim Zola. The next one is called State of Emergency. It's got four side schemes. Um, and, well, I guess it's... This is another one. I think it's got two copies of Citywide Crisis. It's got four side schemes. Um, they all are just, like, thematic different scenes you could be fighting through. And they all have two to three boost icons. So we have a feisty heist... When revealed, discard the highest cost card from your hand. A feisty heisty. A feisty heisty. Three yeah. threat per player with an acceleration icon. We've got hot pursuit. When revealed, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a minion is discarded. Put it into play engage with you. So it's a minion and a side scheme with an Excel token. We've got one that deals indirect damage and one that discards cards you control. Um, so all sorts of like board disruption and acceleration icons. And then there's a treachery citywide crisis. Resolve the when revealed ability on each side scheme in play. If no when revealed ability was resolved this way, place two threat on each scheme. That can be really nasty comboed with other things like um, ones that fish up minions when they come into play. It can trigger Crossfire's crew out for blood a second time. So it's it can be really nasty and it's really cool with the state of emergency effect. Um, they're all three per player, so in solo, if you can remove three threat, you're good to go to remove that scheme in one turn, but in multiplayer, these schemes can really start to add up. There's no surge on them, which is nice, so they're not overly obnoxious, but they can they can add up to be a lot. And I this is one of my favorite mod sets from the pack, surprisingly. Nothing to do with theme at all, it's just something, well, I guess maybe it is to do with theme, but like, 
I like the idea of having these different scenarios that like you actually see as you're the hero, right? You're Spider-Man swinging through the city. And some of these side schemes are just like Rhino breaking and taking into a different wall. That's not a side scheme. That's just what he's doing. But here you're like, oh man, that guy's in hot pursuit. I should go deal with that minion uh, down the alleyway over there. So I like the, I like the idea there. And who hasn't been in hot pursuit, you know? Who hasn't been at an offshore inferno? See, it's just, it's just true to life. <laughs> um, in a similar respect, we have our, our final module, uh, which is Streets of Mayhem, which are uh, environments. So they kind of just fit into wherever you need them to fit into. We've got our back alley enclave. Uh, oh, also, they all have surge because naturally. Uh, when revealed, discard each other setting environment in play. So similar to um, Absorbing Man. Uh, each character in play gets plus one attack. I think that's cool. I like it a lot. I like doing more damage, so I'm a simple man. <laughs> um, we've got Secret Layer. Um, again, when revealed, discard other ones. Each enemy in play <laughs> gains one acceleration icon. Each hero and ally uh, gets plus one thwart, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we have Sewer Tunnels. Each character in play gains Retaliate 1. And finally, we have the Warehouse District. Each character in play gains Steady. This one's really cool. Like, <laughs> this one's just fun to play with. Yeah, I uh, I like this one. I actually like the Surge on this one because the effect affects everyone. So, like, the, it coming out doesn't feel like a bad thing all the time. Sometimes it can be really helpful. Yeah. Sometimes you need to get everything under control because everything getting plus one attack is a lot worse against Ultron drones than it is when there's only the villain in play, right? Um, super That's fun. True. That is true. Um, so what's your favorite mod set from these seven to eight that come with the hood? Uh, honestly, it's the Sinister Syndicate. Yeah, That one's up there for me because it's not too Syndicate. hard. It's got minions that are in a reasonable range, um, but they're kind of spread out. It's not like every minion has three health or four health. Not every minion has five health, right? They're spread from three to five, so you end up like wasting some damage to get rid of them. And it's one where Tempo can really like, decide, do I need to get rid of this character, or can I leave him out for a turn? Can I flip down and let the one scheme happen? Um, so I like that one. I really like Crossfire's crew. I think that it can be a lot more brutal than it looks like for some low health minions because they they have some really nasty when revealed or enters play effects, and I I appreciate that. And because Crossfire's crew and Hawkeye, stuff. right? Legally obligated. I understand. Yeah, I've now fulfilled my obligation. I can discard this card and flip back to hero form. Good, good. And then uh, I believe there's another one, uh, Expert Two, as well. So. That is in there. Yeah, that one, it does exist. Got it. Cool. So MCM challenge, right? Oh, it's going to be yeah. Rhino with standard two and expert two and the wrecking crew. Right. Heroic seven. Go. Right. And you have to play. Uh, um, well, you have to play Hawkeye. Heroic seven. Oh, you do? Okay, you tell do. me the real challenge if I have to play Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued now. Actually, I've, I've never been... played him before. What's he like? Uh, I actually have really good news if if playing Hawkeye excites you for our um, our challenge. 
Um, are you ready for it? I'm so ready. Great, great. So uh, this week, month, this, this, this MCM challenge is something I've been working on for a little while. And uh, I've mentioned Thunderbolts a few times. So we are going to play the closest approximation to Thunderbolts that we can, because we can't actually really play them yet. Um, but anyway, so let's get to it. So the requirements for this one, you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pencil. When you construct your deck, it is required for you to have 25 energy symbols in the deck. So if you use energy, that counts as two. Um, there are something Does like that include hero energy symbols or like they have yeah. to add 25 cards? No, your, 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 uh, hero energy symbols still count. So okay. some, some heroes are more inclined to do this. Um, five wilds can count. I know it's kind of, it can be kind of hard to get all of those symbols into the deck. Um, but, uh, that, like I said, there's like 140 energy resource cards. So energy resource providing cards, I should say. So anyway, the playable heroes for this one are Agent Venom, uh, Hulk, Iron Man, Ant-Man, kind of, sort of, I'll explain in a second, Spectrum, and Hawkeye. So I promised Hawkeye, there's Hawkeye. Um, so Agent Venom has been a Thunderbolt on a specific iteration. Hulk was part of the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. Uh, Iron Man was a Thunderbolt under the guise of Cobalt Man. Uh, Ant-Man was a Thunderbolt, not this one. Uh, Eric O'Grady, but we don't have him, and Ant-Man's fun to play, so go ahead and play him. Uh, Spectrum was on the Bolts for a bit. That's actually where she got the name Spectrum. And Hawkeye led the Bolts for a bit in what could be one of his best runs in comics. Um, so Take that back. <laughs> so okay. the hero building aspect is the justice like lightning. You don't have to play justice. I thought about it. That's not very fun. So you can play whatever you want. Just make sure that you put the lightning in and uh, make sure that you deliver justice in your own way. Uh, playing one of these six heroes. So who will you be playing against? Well, we just spent an hour talking about the hood um, and he gets seven modules. Is that right? Seven modular sets. Wow, seven modules for this, our, our contenders to take home. Well, what seven should they play? I have a suggestion. What if you played Wrecking Crew, Masters of Evil, Mr. Hyde, Mess of Things, Goblin Gliders, Under Attack, and then spiced it up with Captain America's Nemesis set featuring Baron Zemo? Figure to repeat that so I can type it. Sure. Uh, actually, hang on one second. Take this no, out in I can just ping it to you. That's even easier. Yeah, I'm just going to ping it to you right now. As soon as I remember where we are. Um, We're in the Spider-Verse. Oh, finally. Here you go. Um, yeah, so they all of those modules have something to do with Thunderbolt's history. Um, the Wrecking Crew have been a villain on many iterations of the of uh, the bolts the masters of evil well that's where we got the bolts from uh mr hyde spent time on the team um baron zemo was the original leader of the team uh mess of things is scorpion who was on the team for quite a while too 
goblin gliders because we don't have a green goblin module. He led the team for a bit and under attack because of Ultron. And he also led the team for a bit. In fact, the main scheme for Ultron refers to them, uh, refers to him as the Crimson Cowl, which was the identity that he took when he led the Masters of Evil. Um, and there was a bit of the, the origin there when uh, Zemo was di- disappears and becomes Citizen V. They fight the Masters of Evil, who are led by the Crimson Cowl, and later we find out that it's it's Ultron. And that's the whole history lesson. Um, but there we go. I've spent some time figuring this out, so I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that uh, you have a good, good time, despite what any past experiences may be like. I am excited. I hope so. I want to see if there is a four-player Thunderbolts game. Um which would require lots of backstabbing, obviously, and someone to reveal themselves as a traitor probably halfway through the game and start taking encounter cards, but not as Star-Lord somehow. Um, and I'll be happy to hear that story from the audience. <laughs> I think I think the closest that you could get would be Hawkeye, Spectrum, Iron Man, Hulk, because they're all kind of around the same first, like, 100-ish, or first first hundred issues because spectrum comes in with new thunderbolts um so that would be my four player recommendation if you heard that idea and thought hey that'd be a lot of fun i would use those four uh, hulk is kind of a like like i said he's at the first appearance he's also kind of a stand-in for atlas who we don't have who is like their giant man uh you could also switch out ant-man for the same reasons i love it so what's oh, the name of this challenge justice justice like dot, lightning dot 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 like lightning exclamation point Love it. I'm very happy. Oh, and we forgot to announce. We've had so much backlog since the last time we did this, but we had a contest with a couple MCM challenges ago on the To Hella and Back challenge, and Jason won a free Valkyrie pack that Americano will be sending to you. So Jason, check your email, or be on the lookout for an email from Americano that should be coming out right sometime the weekend of the, the 21st. I have been waiting so long for this one. It's been a long... You've been talking about this since since you were a boy. Since I was but a boy. Um, So what do we think about the hood overall? Is the hood something you think everyone should go out and pick up immediately now that it's been out for four months? I do. I do, and I'm tired of saying that that they shouldn't. Um because of the modules honestly that was that as soon as i saw the modules and the spoilers um i was like yes i'm dialed in for this one i'm playing this one this is going to be a ton of fun and it's been mostly good but the modules being able to sort of soup up other things that i want to play super great super i agree the modules in this pack are pretty awesome i very much like them I also think that even if you don't like the villain, you can get a lot of traction out of the modules. And even, I don't even mind Expert 2. Expert 2's, it's it's harder than Expert 1. Don't get me wrong. There's some really cool cards in there, though, in this new Expert 2 module. And we didn't talk about it today. We'll probably talk about it in the future episode. But I think that I'm really happy that they made a new standard and expert set. 
Um, I definitely use Expert 2 more than I do Standard 2 because I feel like the scale-up from Expert 1 to 2 isn't quite as big as the scale-up from Standard 1 to Standard 2. Like, the scale-up there is like climbing a mountain versus walking over a hill. So Expert 2, I think, is worth it. All the mods are super fun. Um, I didn't have any of the mods, like, really rattle off into random NPE-ness. Most of that came from the hood scenario itself. So even if you don't enjoy the hood villain, you'll get a kick out of all the mods. And if you do enjoy seeing all these weird combinations um, with the villain, you'll probably get a kick out of the hood too. Yeah, basically. I mean, when you consider that if you buy the hood, 16 of the cards are the hood, and then all of the other cards are going to modify your other games. Like, the value is just there. Like, if you removed if you removed the hood from the hood, <laughs> um, the value is still there. I would still pay, I think it was 18 bucks, 19 bucks. I'm looking through the art really quick to see if Hawkeye's in any of the art, because that just makes it an auto-buy. I think he's in caught in the crossfire, so we're gonna call it we're gonna call it good enough. It has the bolts built on on Boomer. Say that three times fast. Um, but bolts that is on Boomer bolts belt on Boomer bolts belt on Boomer three times fast. <laughs> there we go. That's the real MCM. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely actually that might not be the real Hawkeye. I think that might be the Thunderbolts fake Hawkeye. Or the Dark Avengers, right? Dark Avengers, that's Bullseye. I think it's, well, I think it's Bullseye. It looks like they're hugging. That's all I know. That's how you know that they're actually villains, because they hug yep. instead of fighting each other. They're broing it out. There's bro, there's bro, it's just a bro down. Nailed it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that was The Hood. You can tune in in one to two weeks. And our first Sinister Motives episode, we will go over the hero kits for Miles, Gwen, and all the player cards from the Sinister Motives campaign box and talk about which of those two heroes are we most excited about. So that is what we have coming up next. And that'll be all for this week. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.